Part Four of A Boy's Will by Robert Frost. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part Four Spoils of the Dead. Two fairies, it was on a still summer day, came forth in the woods with the flowers to play. The flowers they plucked they cast on the ground for others, and those for still others they found. Flower-guided it was that they came as they ran on something that lay in the shape of a man. The snow must have made the feathery bed when this one fell on the sleep of the dead. But the snow was gone a long time ago, and the body he wore nigh gone with the snow. The fairies drew near, and keenly espied a ring on his hand and a chain at his side. They knelt in the leaves and eerily played with the glittering things, and were not afraid. And when they went home to hide in their burrow, they took them along to play with to-morrow. When you came on death, did you not come flower-guided like the elves in the wood? I remember that I did. But I recognized death with sorrow and dread, and I hate it and hate the spoils of the dead. Pan with us. Pan came out of the woods one day. His skin and his hair and his eyes were gray. The gray of the moss of walls were they, and stood in the sun and looked his fill at wooded valley and wooded hill. He stood in the zephyr, pipes in hand, on a height of naked pasture-land. In all the country he did command, he saw no smoke and he saw no roof. That was well and he stamped a hoof. His heart knew peace, for none came here to this lean feeding save once a year someone to salt the half-wild steer, or homespun children with clicking pails who see so little they tell no tales. He tossed his pipes too hard to teach a new world song far out of reach, for a sylvan sign that the blue jays screech and the whimper of hawks beside the sun were music enough for him for one. Times were changed from what they were. Such pipes kept less of power to stir the fruited bough of the juniper, and the fragile bluets clustered there, than the merest aimless breath of air. They were pipes of pagan mirth, and the world had found new terms of worth. He laid him down on the sunburned earth, and raveled a flower, and looked away. Play? Play? What should he play? THE DEMIURGES LAUGH it was far in the sameness of the wood. I was running with joy on the demon's trail, though I knew what I hunted was no true god. It was just as the light was beginning to fail that I suddenly heard all I needed to hear. It has lasted me many and many a year. The sound was behind me instead of before, a sleepy sound, but mocking half, as of one who utterly couldn't care. The demon arose from his wallow to laugh, brushing the dirt from his eye as he went. And well I knew what the demon meant. I shall not forget how his laugh rang out. I felt as a fool to have been so caught, and checked my steps to make pretense it was something among the leaves I sought, though doubtful whether he stayed to see. Thereafter I sat me against a tree. Now close the windows. Now close the windows and hush all the fields, if the trees must let them silently toss. No bird is singing now, and if there is, be it my loss. It will be long ere the marshes resume, it will be long ere the earliest bird. So close the windows and not hear the wind, but see all wind stirred. 
A Line Storm Song The line storm clouds fly tattered and swift, the road is forlorn all day, where a myriad snowy quartz stones lift, and the hoof prints vanish away. The roadside flowers too wet for the bee expend their bloom in vain. Come over the hills and far with me, and be my love in the rain. The birds have less to say for themselves in the wood-world's torn despair than now these numberless years the elves, although they are no less there. All song of the woods is crushed like some wild, easily shattered rose. Come, be my love in the wet woods. Come, where the boughs rain when it blows. There is the gale to urge behind, and brute are singing down and the shallow waters a-flutter with wind from which to gather your gown. What matter if we go clear to the west, and come not through dry shod? For wilding brooch shall wet your breast the rain-fresh golden rod. Oh, never this whelming east wind swells, but it seems like the sea's return to the ancient lands where it left the shells before the age of the fern. And it seems like the time when after doubt our love came back amain. Oh, come forth into the storm and rout, and be my love in the rain. October O oh, hushed October morning mild, thy leaves have ripened to the fall. To-morrow's wind, if it be wild, should waste them all. The crows above the forest call, to-morrow they may form and go. O oh, hushed October morning mild, begin the hours of this day slow, make the day seem to us less brief hearts not averse to being beguiled beguile us in the way you know release one leaf at break of day at noon release another leaf one from our trees one far away retard the sun with gentle mist enchant the land with amethyst slow slow for the grape's sake if they were all whose leaves already are burnt with frost whose clustered fruit must else be lost for the grape's sake along the wall my butterfly thine emulous fond flowers are dead too and the daft sun assaulter he that frighted thee so oft is fled or dead save only me nor is it sad to thee save only me there is none left to mourn thee in the fields the gray grass is not dappled with the snow its two banks have not shut upon the river but it is long ago it seems forever since first I saw thee glance, with all the dazzling other ones, in airy dalliance, precipitate in love, tossed, tangled, whirled and whirled above, like a limp rose-wreath in a fairy-dance. When that was, the soft mist of my regret hung not on all the land, and I was glad for thee, and glad for me, I wist. Thou didst not know who tottered, wandering on high, that fate had made thee for the pleasure of the wind, with those great careless wings, nor yet did I. And there were other things. It seemed God let thee flutter from his gentle clasp. Then fearful he had let thee win too far beyond him to be gathered in, snatched thee, or eager, with ungentle grasp. Ah! I remember me how once conspiracy was rife against my life the languor of it and the dreaming fond. Surging, the grasses dizzied me of thought, the breeze three odors brought, and a gem-flower waved in a wand. Then when I was distraught and could not speak, sidelong full on my cheek, 
What should that reckless zephyr fling but the wild touch of thy dye-dusty wing? I found that wing broken to-day. For thou art dead, I said, and the strange birds say. I found it with the withered leaves under the eaves. Reluctance Out through the fields and the woods and over the walls I have wended. I have climbed the hills of view and looked at the world and descended. I have come by the highway home, and lo, it is ended. The leaves are all dead on the ground, save those that the oak is keeping to ravel them one by one and let them go scraping and creeping out over the crusted snow, when others are sleeping. And the dead leaves lie huddled and still, no longer blown hither and thither. The last lone aster is gone, the flowers of the witch-hazel wither, the heart is still aching to seek, but the feet question whither. Ah! When to the heart of man was it ever less than a treason, to go with the drift of things, to yield with a grace to reason, and bow, and accept, and accept the end of a love or a season. End of Part 4 And End of A Boy's Will Recording by Bill Borst